We back with another episode of Textually Active, and this week we get into marriage talk. We want to talk to you guys about the do's and the don'ts of marriages, and why some of y'all marriages just don't be working. Is the household right? And is your job pushing you to work too hard? Is them kids the problem? Tune in right here, right now on Textually Active. Hey, so I see all of y'all sharing y'all products, y'all businesses on your Instagram stories, on Facebook. Why not take out an ad on your favorite podcast and get more listens and more eyes on your product? Textually Active is now offering ads to businesses. All you have to do is send us an email and we'll get back to you about how you can get your ad right here on Textually Active. Send us an email right now at textuallyactivepod at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active. This is your weekly dose of navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez and I got Measy with me. What it do, gang? EA is on the boards. We here. Week two in our new space. Ain't it amazing? Two episodes in the vault, tearing it up. If you ain't been on a YouTube, you gotta go see it. It's fire now. We looking yep. amazing in here. You see us looking sexy behind us. Ooh-wee. We here, good. baby. We here. How you feel? I feel good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, ups and downs. Life's doing this thing, but I'm good. I'm here. I'm energized for this. Me too. Yeah. This week we got something special for y'all. It's not just an episode with the crew. I know last week we brought y'all someone. This week we got another special guest. Yeah, last week we did uh, co-parenting. And I think now this week it'll be amazing if we could just touch on like, you know, just marriage things and whatnot. So I'm going to tell you how special this next guest is. This guest is so special that it got another guest to introduce the guest. We never had an introduction (laughs) for the guest that we got. Without so, us doing it. So right. let's, let's or normally we'll just have the guests introduce themselves. <laughs> right. But this week we have Mordecai introducing um our guest. Mordecai is also known as John Scott's brother. If you are a faithful listener to Sexually Active, you know who John Scott is. Absolutely. So therefore you know Mr. Mordecai. Mr. Mordecai is going to introduce our guest. So we'll let him get started. Okay. Hello listeners. I'm Mordecai Scott here from Savills. John Scott, if you're listening. Um, hopefully you enjoy this segment. I know you will. Um, so it's my pleasure to introduce you all, none other than Mr. Nino Parada, a native of Mount Vernon, New York. Since 2004, Nino has been a senior special agent with a United States government agency and is now retired. In addition to an accomplished professional career, Nino holds a bachelor's and a master's in political science from Fordham University in New York, New York. He's also a graduate of both the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Glencoe, Georgia, and the United States Secret Service Academy in Laurel, Maryland. Some noteworthy awards bestowed upon Nino include the Special Award for Prosecution of Sinebu Sec in the Southern District of New York and the Prime Lending Scheme in Pescara, Italy, the New York State Law Enforcement Award for Investigation and Prosecution of John Gotti and the Gambino Crime Family, the FBI Award for Investigation into the European American Bank Robberies, and Nino has served under Mayor David Dinkins, the first African-American mayor of New York City in investigating police misconduct within the ranks. Nino is an accomplished hunter who loves the outdoors and in 2012 sold a successful startup construction company based in Washington, D.C. that he founded in 2004. Without further ado, 
I give you Mr. Nino Parada. Well, Mordecai, I want to thank you very much for that lovely, lovely introduction. And I am honored, tremendously honored to be amongst all of you tonight. Uh, so I am here to answer and also let everyone here know what it's all about being married and how to live a successful marriage. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that's a lot. That is great. That is an absolutely fire. Yes, that's great. <laughs> All right, Mordecai, thank you for that introduction. Let's get into it with Nino. So, Nino, let's start from the beginning. How long have you been married? I have been married since 2003. Okay. And, um, Full disclosure, this is my second marriage. Um, I did get married very young, right uh, after graduating from Fordham University, and that didn't last too long. But uh, Dina, my wife, and I have two lovely children, um, Antonio and Valentina. Antonio, who's six foot five, and if anyone knows me, I'm five seven with heels on. <laughs> and Valentina's 11 going on 29. So. I got my hands full and she's the uh, alter ego of me. So I'm in big trouble. <laughs> so I was wondering, like, so when uh, Mordecai ran off your list of accomplishments, uh, this feels like this uh, first marriage may have ended due to what sounds like a career driven thing. So I was wondering, look like, at how you. you. You are a mind reader. See? You know, <laughs> yeah. I know the vibe. So I was like trying to figure out since this is you now in a successful second marriage is what are the things being a career driven guy that may have ruined the first one? Well, first of all, for all your listeners, they need to understand that in order for me to keep a successful marriage, I'm doing this interview out of my car because <laughs> right now my daughter doesn't want to get in the shower and my son didn't have such a hot day at the baseball game. So uh, I decided I need to get out of that frying pan and get into something a little bit cooler. So for all of you out there, when the lights go off in the car, that's because I'm in the car. Mm. All right. So step number one, adapt and improvise and never, ever, ever go against that big wave that's about to come after you. Because as tonight is an example there was no way I was going to be able to do this interview with the current storm at the residence. Wow. Uh, but that's life. That's life. That's yeah. life. Um, first marriage uh, did. It did end because of the career. I was very much involved uh, up in New York. I was stationed at the um, Seven World Trade Center with the United States Secret Service. And um, that was at the height of the uh, John Gotti Jr. investigation, just for all the listeners, for them to be aware uh, John Gotti was the father. There goes that light, as I told everybody. And uh, and uh, the son who had taken over the Gambino crime family, John Gotti Jr., was who I was investigating. And I was really knee deep in that and kind of not paid attention to uh, maintenance and uh, and all the other good things that you have to do in a marriage. And uh, so that kind of just withered away. And so when you how long was it when you realized that the. The, the work was getting in the way of the marriage. Was it too late? I, you know, that's um, a, a great question. I didn't even realize it until it was way too late. And it didn't happen until much, many years after the marriage, because you kind of don't realize that you were addicted to the work that you're doing and you weren't really incorporating the other spouse into your life. So you became 
uh, a whole other person uh, when you left the residence because you were involved in so many things at work that you didn't pay attention to when you got home that, oh, my God, this person doesn't know anything of what I'm doing and who I'm seeing as far as uh, relationships, friends and so on and so forth. So it just made it worse as time went on. But I didn't realize until years and years later. Right. And then when you took that from your first marriage going into your second marriage, I assume that you didn't change jobs immediately. How did you make that pivot so that it worked in your second marriage? That's funny. Uh, no, I uh, I knew when I met my wife, Dina, that I needed to make a change. And that's why uh, when I shortly after we married, I left the Secret Service and went into another government agency. I knew that if I continued to do what I loved passionately, which is to do investigative work the way that I did in the Secret Service, that it was going to have a toll. In addition, in addition to the responsibilities that the Secret Service throws on you with all the protection of the presidents and the and former presidents, you're never home. So I wanted to have a more balanced life at home as opposed to having an all life at work. If that makes sense. Totally yeah, makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. uh the you can hear it in his voice when he talks about Dina, like yeah. this is the one that when he figured it out, he figured it out. So like how old were you when you met Dina? I was old. <laughs> <laughs> That's another another reason of success. Man, you guys are hitting it all on point. I can't believe it. I'm gonna tell all my brothers out there, young and some that are still old, that are not married. Take your time. Take your time. Us guys just need a lot more time to mature. The girls got it straight, but I think us guys just need a little bit more time. So Dina is uh, 10 years my younger. And um, with that time comes patience. And with that patience comes uh, the ability to reflect a little bit like I did tonight. I'm like, you know what? I can't do this at home. I can't do this interview successfully at home. I'm going to jump in the car and find where the reception was going to be. And that's how I'm going to adapt. I'm not going to get into an argument. I'm not going to scream at the kids. I'm just going to pop out, do the interview and come back home with a big smile on my face. Minus the guy that's drag racing right down the street. If you didn't hear it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So how did you get your groove back after your divorce? The last person that we had on the episode, Billy, he said that he took a year off after his divorce to get his groove back. Did you do something of the sorts to get your 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 groove back after being divorced? Because I know it's not a good feeling ending a marriage. My groove got in real good. I took seven years until I got serious with somebody. Right. And it started with me getting transferred overseas with the United States Secret Service and ending up, believe it or not, getting my life threatened uh, in Bulgaria, Roma- uh, Sofia, uh, Bulgaria, on a, an investigation I was doing there. So... Once all of that fire was put out, all those desires that I had, I then um, got transferred to Washington. And then at that point, seven years late, late after I got divorced, I knew that if I had met someone uh, that I was going to uh, uh, settle down with. And believe it or not, I fell in love with her mom and dad first. Wow. But I got a story to tell you both about Dina and I with success. Dina doesn't take me serious at all, which is hilarious. <laughs> you know. Uh, One day, her sister, I got to tell you both this. One day, her sister says to me, you know what I figured out? I said, what? I think you're the real Ray Donovan. I go, what? 
I think you're the real. I think that's who you are. I said, who's Ray Donovan? Because I didn't know who the hell Ray Donovan is. If you talk to Dina, she goes, oh, he's just a has-been, <laughs> you know, which which to me is great. She doesn't take anything serious. You know, uh, in fact, I got a book out. She didn't even read it. And it's dedicated to the kids. And you know what? I'm very lucky that she didn't. <laughs> so uh, the reason I say that to you is that I, that balance where someone doesn't uh, gives you um, the respect that you need, but also you don't, you're just not that serious about, you know, what is a perfect man and what is a perfect woman? Cause none of us are perfect. Right. Nice. So she just accepts me who I am. And I expect, I accept her for who she is. And that makes the marriage very, very successful in my opinion, at least. What's the title of the book? Dual mission. Okay. Dual mission. Yeah. Dual mission. And it's got all my escapades in there. That's why I'm glad Dina didn't read it. <laughs> so you, so when you, when you was talking, mm-hmm. you were saying about like, you know, we uh, as people aren't perfect, and it makes a thing. So when, like, during the seven years, and you said you thought, like, if I found somebody, what were you looking for this second time? <laughs> you know, um, I, I the seven years was just to. Quell that fire, that desire to do these investigations, to be the best at what I was doing, to to reach the highest of my plateau at work professionally, right? When I got there, right, I said, man, this is lonely being up on the top by yourself. You know, we're all going to get old one day. You're going to want somebody to just talk to and bounce ideas off of, right? And, And like I said, who doesn't take you all that serious so that you can be a little, you know, funny or, you know, uh, not perfect and, 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 and you run with, uh, you know, you, you, you just go with the flow. Well, so when those seven years were up and I'm in Washington, D.C., I wasn't really looking for it. It just it just came. And when it did, I felt right. I knew at that point, I guess at that time I was 36. Hmm. I knew at that time that that was the right time for me uh, to start now being into a serious relationship. And um and uh, again, maturity was a key factor because uh, I wasn't mature. You know, you think you're you're so uh, invincible and you can do you can sleep a couple hours and go back to work and go out partying all night. And then, you know, hanging out with this girl or this guy and friends. And then the next thing you know, you're eating at uh, three in the morning and you still got that same 30 inch waist or maybe 29 inch waist. Heck, that, that, that goes out the window when you hit your 40s. Then, as I am now, I'll be 55 in July. So, yeah, you know, things change. The yeah. 40, so that, at 31, that, that's gone for me. This, yeah. this is about a 40 <laughs> waist now. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay? And we're good. It's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Drake said don't date in your 20s. He yeah. said don't get married in your 20s. He said where's the fun in that? So your advice, uh, Nino, is it to date in your 30s? Because it's a, it sounds like you met Dina in your 30s and things have been right. moving smoothly since then. Do you think That's 30s right. is a good age to meet somebody? Absolutely. I think it surely is. I think that you as a person start to really know who you are. You are um, being more realistic about yourself, you know, and you're being more honest with yourself. And you then realize that. Oh, my God, when I cut, I do bleed. I'm not Superman or Superwoman, you know, Uh, you know, so and, uh, 
you know, you become more sophisticated in so many ways, mature. It's like that the, the saying, you know, as wine gets older, it gets better. Well, I think the same thing with, you know, people as they get a little older, they get a little bit more matured and more relaxed in, in their own skin. Right. And we are all chasing that carrot to get successful. Well, hopefully by the mid thirties or early thirties, you are where you need to be in that, in that respect. And I think that that all helps out because if you're confident with who you are, you're going to be confident with the person you want to be with, you know, that's perfect. Boy, this is this is getting serious. Oh my god, Ooh. it's crazy, right? See how? Yes, life... I'm still in the car. For all your listeners, I'm doing this interview in the car to keep the family and the familia, <laughs> as they say in Italian, in peace because they're fighting at home right now. Let me tell you, that's crazy. So I was, you know, you you talk about this, and it and it's interesting to hear you talk about this because uh, it shows that like as you got older, you matured and you understood this thing. So with that, like the relationship obviously started out first and you as a older gentleman, you said you was 10 years older than Dina. There was a decision that you guys made to have children. That's right. That's right. And these, these are y'all first, like these are both two, y'all first two each. Yeah. Let me tell you, I lived in a doll house in old town, Alexandria, literally a doll house because in the secret service, you're always traveling. I never forget. I bought this house in Old Town, Alexandria. You got to the kitchen as soon as you opened that front door. And when you got to the kitchen, you make one step and you're upstairs to the second floor where your bedroom's at. So I had no interest, A, in getting remarried and B, to have children. But when I met Dina's parents, which is a very important underlined piece to this equation, important. You know, my father was an Italian guy. He used to say like this, listen. When you go buy a cow, a young cow, calf, you got to go look at the mother, right? Well, if the mother, you don't like the mother, you're not going to like the calf. So I met, I met Dina's mom. I fell in love, right? right? And by the way, nothing to do with being overweight with the calf. It's just an example of my poor father. That's what he knew. And that's what he said, right? But the point that I'm making is, uh, and I got to tell you a story about that. How, how, not to get X-rated, but you know my dad's eighty-four years old. He's yeah. still he's still having sex with mom. Yeah, yeah. Eighty-four. That, that's the goal now. All my, right. My, okay. uh, my grandfather is in his sixties and is uh, having thing, sex. I love it. His it thing don't is stop to say, working. It yeah. don't stop working. His favorite thing to say is, "I got to keep this last little forty dollars that I got on me just in case." I love it. I love. I love. Is is selling it for forty? That's $40 right. Is a nice price. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the story on that she's gonna kill me my sister so my mom is you know got a little bit of dementia and my and my uh, sister who's like a like a nun okay she lives in italy she's like a nun and she says to me i'm worried about them falling i'm worried about something happening she puts these cameras up in the house she don't oh. tell my father or mother she called me one day she goes you're not gonna believe it she goes i am devastated i go what well they they were having sex i said God bless him. Yeah. I said, I said, what are you doing if you're worried about that? So my point being, that's how we found out that dad was still having having sex. Don't tell my dad, though. Hopefully he's not. He's not. He's not subscribing to this uh, program on a full time basis. He may not hear this interview, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. That's how we found out. And I'm like, you know what? Holy mackerel. They really love each other. Yeah. Think about it, guys. He's yeah. 84. Right. Yeah. Mom is losing her mind. Yeah. But he still loves her. 
Yeah. And he's passionately in love with this woman, having, you know, love with making love to his mo- my mom. To me, what better marriage? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me what's better than that. That's and and, and and you all know dementia. Well, let's not even get into that right yeah. now. That's a sad topic, right? My mom looked like so she still looks like Sophia Loren. Really? Not a wrinkle, but she doesn't remember my name. Yeah. Today she does not remember my name. But my dad patiently, sometimes not, but patiently, he's making love to that woman. I think it's amazing. Talk about love. Yeah. Talk That's about love. love. Talk about relationships. What you want to talk about? Because I'm That's pretty the sure they they they've been married probably a long time now. Like. Well, I'm going to be 55, so 56 years they've been married. Yeah. That's a long time. That seems so far yeah. away, bro. Yeah. So, I'm thinking I'm going to have at least four marriages between that time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so when you went to Dina, meet, don't listen, Dina, please. I love you, honey. When Mama you went me, to I'm going to get Dina's it. mom, what what made you fall in love with her? She was just so nice and so interested and in, uh about everything we were talking about and she she was um very accommodating but just a, a very good-hearted person and you know when i met her and then i met dino so remember nina the pinta the santa maria well it's nino dina and dino just like the nina the pinta and the santa maria but the point that i'm saying is when i met him he was another go- very very happy man uh took a lot of risks in life, you know, as an immigrant, was uh, very involved with uh, rebuilding uh, the District of Columbia back in 40 years ago. So he was he's been in Washington, D.C. and has gone through one administration after another and knows D.C. like the back of his hand. And I got to tell you, um, when I met the two of them and the way that they were about life, you know, not everything was perfect. They made it happen. And um, and so when I saw that, I, I realized at that point, I realized at that point that uh, these two people have wonderful children because how they are, they've got to have beautiful kids. And sure enough, I met Dina and, um, you know, the first date, she didn't say a word to me and I couldn't wait to get her home. And then I said to myself after the date, I'm like, you know what? She's not easy. I like that. Yeah. She's she's going to be a challenge. I like that. Right. And she's been a challenge ever since. Is uh uh Dina's Dina's family is Italian too, right? I guess. Yes, yeah. yes. She Padula is the last name. So uh, from what I get, I like from what I know about Italians, family is very important. It's very big. So like, what are these? When you're creating your own family, now that you've met Dina, you've met her family. Like, what are these values that you want to pass down, or the things that live to make this household work? Well. Hard work, yeah. work hard at whatever you do, and love people. Doesn't matter if you don't know them, you still love them. You don't have to be in love with all of them, yeah. but love people. And when you take that approach with people, everyone is interesting in their own way. And to me, I think that that is an important ingredient. Yeah, but the really with, with Valentina and Antonio, what I like about them is that they are uh, both of them in their own different ways. Okay. Both of them are um, very, very, very open with their friends and they're very um, honest with their friends. There's a, a level of um, trust amongst them. Even though Valentina's 11, 
I see how she interacts with her girlfriends, you know, because she plays soccer and I love it. And they all want to come to my house because I make the best pasta. <laughs> so yeah, now so that I, makes that ask me a question because uh-huh, you uh-huh. growing up with the Italian pops, this Italian uh-huh. pops isn't no joke. Where did you get no. this, this understanding of these are how these kids are? Where does yeah, that come you know what? from? You know what? From growing up with a hard ass father. Yeah. You know, I, my dad was, I, let me tell you, we, he was an immigrant, had a deli in Mount Vernon. I never did anything other than school and work. In fact, kids would make fun of me because they would smell the cheese, the provolone cheese, because I'd have to go to work before I go to school. And so, you know what I said? You know, this shit doesn't work. I mean, it, it worked for me, but I don't want my kids. So, you know, they, I want them to be, you know, love and and have the choices but you know who taught me this more more than anybody else my wife because my wife was raised completely different than me they had a very open home policy very very creative and open-minded and you know what it opened my mind because i'll tell you when you're raised a certain way you know there was the belt you know if you didn't do what you had to do that belt came off the 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 hip right yeah sure did that that shit don't that dina never saw that belt at all and that balance helped us create the children that we do. So it's a little bit of a yin yang. Like I said, she never read the book. She don't give a shit about the book. <laughs> uh, she don't know. Well, she cares about, about she cares about what I do today with her and the children. Yeah. And you know what? I gotta give it to her. I gotta give it to her. So I have to ask you a question. Have you seen Euphoria on HBO Max? No, but you want me to? No. So I, <laughs> well, you can, you can watch it. But okay. right now, that's like my impression of what it is to raise teenagers right now. The teenagers are wild. They're doing all these things. They got the internet. They got social media. They got yep. the peer pressure from their friends. Yep. So in reality, what is it like raising a teenager in such a digital age? Like, how do you keep them so like tuned into reality? Because it's so Bingo. easy for them to slip away and Instagram is life. Snapchat is life. Bingo. Bingo. Antonio came to me and he's talking to me tonight about, look, all these people are sending me messages, you know, and uh, dad's a little bit, a little bit of pressure. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, this is the balance, right? Great question. But this is the balance. Go back to old school. Dad, what does that mean? Take that phone. Shut it off. 48 hours, 24 hours, whatever. Forget about it. Okay. Forget about it. Not like Goodfellas, forget about it, but forget about it, all right? And go back to the basics. What does that mean, Dad? The basics is at the end of the day, those are just words. And the more you read, the more you're going to get anxieties. Because this guy says this and this girl says that. Just go out, go to the movies, or go and do something completely different than what you're doing now, which is all sports. But stay off the social media because it will eat you alive. Thanks. Look, I'm going to be straight with all of you. 2018, I had my rear end blown to smithereens. Let me tell you why. Because I was protecting, protecting executive uh, in the government. Um, I was on um, security detail for a very controversial uh, a cabinet member of the White House. What people don't realize is I'm not political. I'm a government employee at the time. I protected Democrats and Republicans, but just follow me on this. They blew me up so bad that my sister read the articles and saw me on the news in Italy, right? Mm. You know how I survived? No Instagram, no Snapchat. He never seen it. No this, no that, no this and that. 
I, 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 I actually bought a couple of uh, newspapers because I was on the front page. How many times are you going to be on the front page of the New York Times? Even though it, to me, it was like I was indicted like a gangster, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, to me, that was like uh, being, getting a trophy, right? Being on the front page of New York Times. There's the president. Then there's you. Right. Amazing. By the way, the articles were not true, but at the time it was necessary them for, for those that were writing to create a certain narrative. You know how I looked at it? Hey, all publicity is good publicity. And this too shall pass. Man. Remember those words? And this too shall pass. So what I said to my son, don't worry about what you're reading in the social media. This is a 17 year old man, young man. And he's, you know, stressed about what's going on. I said, don't worry about it. Shut it off. So how do I handle it? I try to balance. I'm the one that says, go back. Let's go bake. Let's yeah. go make a cake. Let's go have, let's go make some food. Stay out of the social media. Do something physical. Go outside and play ball. Go Do touch something. some grass. Yes. Go touch some grass. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is one of the biggest challenges or something that even yep. adults struggle with too nowadays. Yep. Yeah. It's not just the children. It's adults that don't know how to disconnect from that digital piece and it eats them alive. And, you know, people run around with anxiety, don't know how to focus on one thing, can't put their phone down. And it's because they don't know how to connect back to the old days and just disconnect their phone. Mm. But right. um, you went right. very viral if you were on the <laughs> cover of a you, newspaper. News, oh, New York Times is the so most viral. viral you can get. Yeah, you went viral. You, let me tell you, we don't have enough time to talk about it. But the point being, Really, at the end of the day, you just got to see not everybody that everybody has the, 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 the inner strength. Right. So imagine if you're you don't have all that inner strength and then you get pushed to the brink where you read all this and you take it literally uh, to, to, to be the truth. It isn't the truth. It's just words. Right. And I'm not a very religious person, but sticks and stones, you know, they may break your bones. Right. But words. What are words going to do? Yeah. Words aren't going to hurt you. You're going to make them hurt. Well, you know what the best way to words? Just shut it off. Yeah. And, you know, so at the end of the day, you are, I love these questions. I love what you're asking. And it is important. So in the relationship, getting circle, full circle, Dina having her positive strengths and I have mine, some of that old school stuff, even though I hated it as a kid, believe it or not, those old school, some of those old school style things that how parents were parents actually are very beneficial. That's and what does that mean? Go out and get your skateboard. I know that's dated, right? And go, go play outside. Right. Go get your knees scratched. Yeah. Don't worry about, don't worry about the sitting on your bed with that phone or that laptop or whatever else you want to use or, you know, notepad. Right. So do you guys have a rule when you wake up? Do you keep your phones off or do you like wake up and have a rule not to touch your phones what kind of do, what kind of things do you do no, what kind we of don't boundaries have, do you set with yeah. your phones in your marriage the the phones i'm not a, a big phone i don't uh, i'm not addicted to the phone uh what dina's very good with with the kids is they are 100 in sports involved with physical stuff right yeah. so they're out there playing so there's a limited time that they can be on the phone but when at nighttime she gets really tired really quick I'm the one that I'm the police at night, not the real police as you, but at night time, okay, shut it down. Okay. Shut it down. Yeah. Time to go to bed. Cause they'll be up all night on those things. You know what I mean? And so that's how we have our little balance. She, during the day, they, as kids, Antonio was always doing something, whether it was arts, 
whether it was sports, whether it was some sort of a friend's house to go play with friends and be on a bicycle or something other than computers, those kids um, always had that balance with mom. And then when it came to, okay, schoolwork and time off the phone, there was, you know, 930, bye-bye, put the phone away, give it to daddy. We're going to put it in the charger off to the races. So they get good sleep because that's important, right? When you're at dinner, when we're having dinner, even though you can't sit all at the table at the same time, because I'm the cook, I'm the little chef boy RD in the house, you know? So I got a few extra pounds. I'm cooking like my wife thinks I'm a chef. She goes, what are you making tonight? Well, what do you want, darling? Mm. Then I got Valentina telling me I'm a vegan now. Today she's a vegan. Tomorrow she's not. I mean, I got to deal with that. Then I got the carnivore that eats everything, my son. <laughs> so I'm making all kinds of meals all day and night. I'm in that kitchen more than anywhere else. I'm not going to kid you. But, but when they're there, there's no phone. You got to talk to daddy. It feels like this household is like very balanced because, you know, like trying, like not it, easy. It's trying. Not, I can tell because like you, you say you're the, you the nighttime guy, you the, you the chef. Like there is no like, uh, no, no roles. Like, no, no, say, no, yeah. no. If the laundry isn't done, I'll throw it in. She'll do it. If you know, we, there's not like we just, we pick up. We pick up where the other one drops off because yeah. Dina works. Yeah. She's a teacher, right? Special ed in, in Montgomery County, Maryland. Shout out to her. By the time she gets done with that, she's she's fried, right? Mm. And then she's rolling with the kids to the sports. So she's at sports. I'll do the cleaning and I'll do the cooking. Yes. That That's how we balance off because I enjoy that as well. She really enjoys the sports, right? <laughs> so that's how we do it. That's important. A lot of people yeah. dating these days get caught up in trying to set boundaries and set standards for relationships that they're not even in. That's bullshit. Think, yeah, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. I think can I say bullshit? People, they Am I allowed hear? to say bullshit? That's four times you, I said. You can yeah. say bullshit. You can say bullshit. Here. Okay, that's bullshit, by the way. Yeah. Rules and boundaries. That, right there, that's a disaster. Recipe for disaster. They're like, I don't want to cook or I don't want to clean or I want somebody that's going to cook and clean all the time. My husband pays all my bills. Yeah, that's no, the no. age that we're in. Where people no. are making a list of the things that they want before they even meet a person. Right. And I feel like it gets a lot of people caught up in, in their 30s. Like you end up alone because you have this long list of things and people Bingo. aren't checking boxes because your list is a hundred things of things that you're not going to do yeah. instead of a list it's, of things that you're willing to compromise on. It's all unrealistic. Let me tell you, all this with the lips and with the stomach, with the pull and pull tip who you are is who you are. If there's somebody out there for you, they're going to love you for what you look like and who you are. And, 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 and when you get past that, cause you look at what I see with my, my daughter doing this, all that TikTok stuff. She's, I said, what in the world is this girl doing? I took my wife, Hey, come over here. Look at this. Look in the bathroom. She's staring at the mirror and doing all this <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. Right. And I, and I said to my wife, Look at the girl. The girl that she's watching is perfect. Right. Who's perfect? Nobody's perfect. But the girl is perfect. And my daughter is looking at a perfect girl. And what do you think she's thinking? I got to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You just got to be who you are. Love yourself first so you can love others. Right? Yeah, that's that's right. So this whole thing with the checklist, forget it. Forget it. Remember, no matter how gorgeous you are, no matter how good looking you are, we all got to use the bathroom, as my father said, the bathroom. <laughs> and it doesn't smell good, the bathroom, right? Get Never. it? 
So, so get my point. Simple thing, yeah. funny thing, but it's the truth. Absolutely. I uh, I was wondering. You talked about you got that carnival, that big seventeen-year-old baseball player Man, roaming I'm around trouble. these. I'm in trouble. Roaming around those streets out there. How do you navigate that as a dad? Like, you, I you know right the girly, the girlies right want now. that baseball player. I'll tell you right now, they got the daddy who's a, a, a secret service agent. I go in that car, check it out. I inspect it like who so, right? I get in that car the other day. Hold on, the light went out. I got to say this with the lights on. I go in that car the other day, I inspect. I'm looking at this stupid thing hanging from the mirror. You know how they say in Maryland, they got some rules. I guess you can't put stuff on your mirror. Back in the day, I had two dices, big, yeah. big red with white, you know, dices. Of, uh, you know, like I was uh, a gambler. In, now you can't do that stuff. Anyway, I'm looking at this car. All of a sudden, I go in the console, and there's a box of condoms in there. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, baby Jesus. My wife doesn't know. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. So I, I, I took him aside. Yeah. I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, nothing. I said, what do you mean, nothing? <laughs> I said, nothing. I said, nothing meaning nothing or nothing like you don't want me to talk to you, to you about what I saw in the car. He goes, oh, Dad. I go, listen, whatever you do, you got to be safe. And number one, and number two, remember, everything has to be mutual. In other words, you got to have a clear message that the two of you want to do what you're doing because you don't want to have any headaches and you want to be respectful. I said, but remember, that's a responsibility. Now you're moving into another zone. I mean, I was devastated because this is my baby. Yeah. But this 17 year old, I mean, think about this. Six foot five, two hundred and forty something pounds. They own him. You could put you could put a beer on his on his butt. You could sit a beer on his butt. They own him out here. They own him. <laughs> he had a mother ask him. She said to him, "Don't you have a girlfriend? You're such a stud." I said to myself, "I didn't tell him this." I go, "Oh my god, this poor kid's gonna. Oh my god, he doesn't know where he is." <laughs> but my point to you is, um, you know, getting back to what we were raising, the issues that we're raising, like, you know, it's hard, you know, you got to balance these things, these surprises that come, you know, the surprises that, you know, and he's 17 year old. He's still coming to me like a baby sometimes with questions, right? Cause he's still young. Yeah. He hasn't lived life yet. So no. it's, it's a balance. It's a very, very delicate balance. Is that conversation sort of, well, not yet, but it, that conversation goes the same way for the daughter eventually, I assume. Absolutely. Yes. I hope to God a little bit later, but <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, um, uh, and see, you, you asked this question, which is great. You remember what we talked about earlier about, you know, nobody has roles and yeah. it usually, it, you know, um, who knows how that's going to take its course? Will there be a little bit more mom involved in that one? Yeah. Or, you know, we didn't, we don't plan it. Dina and I, we didn't, we didn't stage it and put it on a checklist, how we're going to deal with our daughter and our son. We just set the tone about being respectful, yeah. about responsibility, about understanding that in life, you know, there are consequences if you uh, don't, uh, you know, think with this head, right? Yeah. There are consequences, yeah. right? Now, but here's the beauty of all consequences. All things shall pass. Oh, that's no matter right. how bad, right? No matter how bad you think they are. So don't look at something and not say to yourself, oh, maybe I need to have a conversation. Don't take it to the extreme and think it's all over because you might have a mistake. So we are open to that, my wife and I, in in being able to be uh, like a like a like a, a parachute where we help our kids 
during these challenges when they go through life. But you hope that you give them enough upfront that they minimize the consequences or the mistakes that may come with some of the bad decisions, right? That come that they that they make. They're going to make bad decisions. Yeah. I mean, that's inevitable, right? That's, that's going to happen. That's that's great advice, yo. Yeah. So, right? what advice do you have to the parents that are raising teenagers now? Uh, I think the best advice I can give parents is uh, something that they don't want to hear: um, do and act the same way that you tell your children to do. Oh. How about that one, huh? That one, yeah. that, that one gonna hurt a can, little bit. It'll yeah. hurt a little bit, huh? You like that one? Yeah. yeah if you can't, bit. if you can't do what you're preaching, don't preach it. Because wow. these kids, they're smart, and treating them as if they're not—that's the number one mistake you're gonna make in life. So, you know what? Dad isn't. Dad doesn't know baseball. Dad doesn't pretend to be knowledge of baseball. As an example, just a simple one. You know, I I don't go out there, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, you'll see parents uh you know screaming on, on the sidelines uh their kids are playing a sport they're, they're 11 12 years old and the parents think they're in the olympics you know what i'm saying Man. and they're making all they're making more of a damage on the sideline than the kids could ever make on the field but the parents they they want to they can't control themselves but yet they want to tell the kids how they need to act well did you see what you just did you look like a buffoon over there. That's crazy. That is, right? That's great advice. Yeah. So so do what you uh, tell your children exactly the same thing that you're going to be able to do yourself. And that will work the best. You got to lead by example. Amen. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and take a break and come back to this conversation with our final thoughts. Great. That was fine. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Wow. Can we talk? Yeah. How yeah, are we yeah. doing? We're doing good. Going? Where are we at on time? Uh, 40 minutes. Yeah, okay. so um, I guess the last question we can do, Nino, are marriage do's and don'ts. That was one thing that we didn't really touch on. Um, okay. Listing it out. Just a list of do's and don'ts that we that you could give to our listeners. Like what are some things okay. that do work and some things that don't work? Yep. Okay. Right, so whether come back in and oh, give me a second. In three, two. All right, so before we get out of here, let's get into something for our final thoughts. Um, Nino, I wanted to ask you about some marriage do's and don'ts. What are some things that do work in marriage and some things that don't work? Especially because I there's this like this narrative that's going around about. Uh, if you do this, ABC, you can keep your, your woman happy and do this. This is how you keep a man. So I'm like, for somebody who is experienced at this, cause you've had a, you've got a one working and you got one that's failed. What are some of the do's and the don'ts? Oh my God. That is, uh, I think a great way to end. Well, so I have a private investigative firm, as you both all know, I think it was mentioned that if it wasn't, and a lot of the calls that I get are, you know, uh, issues where uh, people have had affairs, yeah. right? Oh. And so I get the inside baseball on a lot of the things that people um, uh, have issues, right? So one of the things is, uh, the most important thing is being a control freak. Um, let me tell you, that never, ever will be a success story for anybody. Yeah. Um, you, um, let's say, y- using... Uh, a very, very simple example. Let's say you're a very neat person, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say your spouse isn't, okay? 
you are not going to change the other person. <laughs> and they are not going to change your ass. Okay? Right. So be neat in your personal space. So if you got a closet, yeah. that's where you're neat. Okay? If you, uh, if let's just say common area where maybe there's a lot of clothes on the floor. Well, you know what? Accept it. You love this person, right? Because you ain't going to change them. Adapt and improvise. Yeah. Always look to how to help the other person. And they will see that as a tremendous level of love as opposed to trying to change them. Well, we're going to try to let, what do you need to change? What do you need to change? What do you need to change? Screw the changing. Yeah. This is who this person is, right? You work within those parameters. A lot of people will tell me, you know, um, you know, I just wanted to talk communication. Communication is very important. And you think that because you're talking, that's communicating. Listening is the bigger communication. Less of this and more of the ears listening. Less of the mouth talking and more of the ears. But they say God gave you two ears for a reason. That's right. Two ears, one mouth. That's right. And then I think the other and another very, very important thing is, you know, I leave it with this and I say this all the time to all of my clients and that is um, folks marriage is a business I hate to say this I hope you don't take offense to it yes the religious part is the religious part but after all those vows are said and those church bells stop ringing okay if you look at your marriage just like a business you have to constantly work at it you have to constantly improve it you have to constantly change what's on the menu, huh? And you have to constantly, constantly modernize. If you don't do all of that, your business is going to fail. Right. And that is the same as a, as a marriage. And let me tell you, I work with folks poor and rich. When it comes to having a problem that they've had an affair, and they've got to fix the problem because either the lover isn't letting go or the husband or wife has gone crazy. It all boils down to those key ingredients. They have they have abandoned the business. They have left it uh, in a very old state. Uh, nothing has been modernized. Communication is none next to nil. And that's what fails in these marriages. I'm not going to say that any of them are perfect. You have to constantly work at it. Right. Constantly. Absolutely. Well, Nina, we want to thank you for your This is fire. This is fire. Thank you for everything. I like this guy. Yeah, you've been dropping gems all episode. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm honored. I'm very much honored. I want you all to know that. We appreciate having you today. This this was this is very inspiring. Like I love to have them back and dig deep into some of them them CIAs and special <laughs> force stories. One day. Yeah, so we gotta get to that story about how we'll you almost that. lost your life across the country. Yeah. We'd love to do that. The would world. <laughs> I would love to do that. Well, no can worries. you tell our listeners where they can find your book or where they can find out more information about you? What you got going on, man? Amazon. You can find that book, Dual Mission, on Amazon. But I am uh, would be honored to come back and speak more about some of these things that we talked about, especially, you know, uh, police misconduct and corruption uh, in the New York City Police Department, what we tried to fix back in the uh, uh, early 90s. How's that with Mayor Dinkins? How's that? That would be great. All right. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show in just a moment. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. You need promotion and visibility for your product. Why not do it right here on Textually Active? It's a space right here that you can add to. If you got a podcast, a book club, a vinyl, a candle set, whatever it is you do, we might need some lashes. You can promote your product right here on Textually Active. Be sure to click the link wherever you're listening to this too, and you can get more information there. Promote your stuff right here with Textually Active. All right, so Nino that, was a lot of fun. That was that was that was fire. I like I like that guy. He really had a lot of great information about dating. Yeah. Some first Italian, just like fought, like right, being. Let, let's just get to it. First, first Italian guy we've had on the show. Not only just a, not just a little bit, but he started telling when Mordecai ran down that list of uh, accomplishments. I'm like, boy, we we finna talk to the face. No, when Mordecai <laughs> came on with that suit on, I was like, dang, I'm underdressed like a mug. We we talked to the face today. I got a little nervous. I had to make sure I ain't had no pride. Right. Yeah. He's Secret Service for real. Yeah, my man's was out here defending somebody wild. I should we should have asked who the, who it was. He was out there watching who he on the front page with. He said he was cutting up, but he still ordered. <laughs> He said he still got the magazine because he he went viral. He said I That's needed like you that. You pinned the tweet where you getting dragged to your uh, pin tweet. Fam said he had to get get that one. That's probably on the walls over at the crib. No, seriously. Yeah, that's crazy. He, that's I mean it, I think these are conversations are important though. Like these are like this is a different culture like from us. You know what I'm saying? This is a culture where it's kind of sort of the same. Him telling us like his dad was a hard ass. Yeah, and you know a lot of black fathers are the same hard ass. So it's like a not just uh it's just like a people a generation thing. Like these old this older generation was just hard asses. I think that's a good mixture. Like um coming from. A hard parent and then having a soft parent yeah. and putting the two together yeah. makes for a good that get, household. Yeah. A household that's a great. A good household. Yeah. And I think that's how his household comes down because it's not all that hardness. Yeah. And I'm sure Nino learned from his household like this, this doesn't work. Yeah. And he said, that, from he his said that belt used to come out crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I feel a little trigger when he said that. He said off the hip. I Felt that. <laughs> yo, yo, and that thing like pooty tag. Yeah, her of the hell was like. <laughs> but True. yeah, I think I mean that was an amazing conversation, and he was he was a great guest. We, we need to have him back for them some of them stories. I, we need to hear yeah, what the streets on. We need to know what the streets was like out here. Yeah, fam, sound like yeah, he was he out here. Yeah, he sound like he was out here doing some nasty times in the eighties and the nineties. They, they went and got John Gotti Junior. Yeah. Like they. I seen Sopranos. I ain't want to bring that up doing here because that's my only real interpretation of real Italians. But hey, that shit was lit. Mm. Yeah, great episode. We see if we can get us some pasta too. He said he was cooking. You know me, I'm always here for a meal. I'm here for a meal as well. So um, while we're here, let's get into some tunes. Let's get into the jam of the week. What we got? You are now tuned in to WMEZ. You are now. Uh, this week we're gonna do uh, Joe Trufant. This is called Loyalty and Love here on WMEZ. Loyalty means a lot of me more than everything else. 
fell on yourself I ain't even do half the things he told everybody else Always gonna talk, they're always talking But I know how I move Slide bad rules, get some drinks and some food for ya Gucci bag and shoes for ya Spend strips that's blue for ya All that I do for ya, oh yeah Just hold me down You saw me now We are, they know I brought my trophy out You don't even play with me, little baby You been acting out Oh, get my packs in Call your ex in Got me messed up Taking all my money up from all under my mattress Long as you hold me down, I never mind you asking Loyalty means a lot of me more than everything, yeah And that was Joe Truth. I ain't even do half the things he told everybody else. You like that? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Be sure to go to your favorite DSP. It could be Tidal, Apple Music, Spotify. Type in Textually Active, and the WMEZ Song of the Week will show up. And you too can find loyalty and love right here with WMEZ. Textually active. It's all in the playlist, baby. You know the vibes. It's all in the playlist. You gotta get yourself a good playlist and just rock out. Yeah. And that's what we got right there. Um, before we get into our memes, do you have a meme? I got one of this week. Last week, I was rough. It was rough out here last week, but I got one this week. What you got for your meme? Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to say when I was in ISS, I knew if I. Ever had to do a real prison sentence I just had to kill myself Cause ain't no way I'm gonna be bored for years So I'm gonna do something That's worthy of the death penalty Like I can't I can't just be sitting in this room By myself Like that's crazy ISS was nuts That's dark It was ISS was eight hours Of just like What am I Like why am I here Sitting in the classroom They let us read books You know I had You know what kind of books I had Like once you get done With all your, your work That needed to be done that day It's pretty much boring you was out here reading Quan Mills for sure. Quan yeah, Mills. <laughs> the, the fucking the pastor got the stripper pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My baby daddy is now pregnant. Like, yeah. well, how does this work? My baby daddy's milk man's nigga. <laughs> I was getting straight to it, right? You was, probably, you was probably in there writing them shits. Hey, it's a whole class of girls that was at, in school, high school, How'd writing them know? nasty books. How'd you know you story? <laughs> It's a whole, it's a whole generation of y'all reading Zane and thinking y'all could do the same thing. And think we could write. Their storyline just, just messed up. Just ink all over Shout out to everybody man. that used to read my sure. stories in high school. I, I think I wrote like two. I believe it. It was like, when the next one coming out? I believe I it. Boy, Tyler Perry will be proud. She was, she was publicated. I was <laughs> she was out here serving the streets. These novels. I tried everything. <laughs> I was a writer before. It's hard. <laughs> Yo, DM me if you remember this story. Right, y'all remember? Huh? Ripping perforated notebook paper out, the, perfect, nah, passing that shit around. Oh book. shit! Filling up the composition book and passing it around mm-hmm. to the streets. Passing the book around. That's crazy. For the streets to read. That's crazy. It was interesting. Hey, bro, you always been creative. <laughs> so much. Yo, like, yo, like, like your your inner, your inner child is like, let me out. Bro. Yeah, like forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It's like, what else can I do, bro? Like, 
like Alright y'all My meme is Adult friendships Really is just Shooting off text Like yes hello I'm not dead Yet can I still Arrange to see you In four to six weeks Fire I'm not dead yet Can I arrange to see you In four to six weeks I appreciate that Yeah That's it You just hit him with a little I just gotta hit you up Yo you good Can I see you in like Two to six weeks Like what are you doing Last night I was even Thinking about that Like maybe Who haven't I spoken to In a while Maybe I should get this text off And how do I plan To see them (laughs) Because after a while Like it's hard To see your friends Every time You gotta plan Yeah Niggas is life And life in this life They be having stuff to do Yeah but um, this has been another episode of Textually Active, man. Thank y'all for tuning active. in. It's this been episode, great. We good. drop episodes every Tuesday. Every we'll be Tuesday. back next Tuesday. If you like what you heard. Hit the socials. You know, we out here. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We doing it all. Like, comment, subscribe. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Bye. Textually Active.